In this presentation, we will take a look at what's new for 2018-2019 related to the sole proprietorship Schedule C. What's new for 2018? The following are some of the tax changes for 2018. Excess business loss limitations. Losses from your trade or business may be limited. The disallowed loss resulting from this new limitation will not be reflected on your Schedule C or Schedule C-EZ. Instead, use the new Form 461 to determine the amount of your excess business loss, which will be included as income on Schedule 1, Form 1040, Line 21. Any disallowed loss resulting from this limitation will be treated as a net operating loss that must be carried forward and deducted in a subsequent year. So note, when we think about a net loss, we're considering, we'll talk more about net losses later, but just note that it's quite possible to have the Schedule C have a net loss. So what happens in the situation, in other words, we had income and then our expenses are greater than our income, we have a loss. So there could be a tax benefit from the loss. So just remember that if you're the IRS, you're skeptical of losses, of course, because that means that you're going to pay less taxes. Not only that, but you wouldn't be paying taxes on any of this income because you basically said that you had deductions greater than the income and therefore a loss. But you can also take that possibly and try to try to reduce other income. So if you had W-2 income, you might try to reduce the W-2 income with the loss. And the IRS is very skeptical of that. And so, therefore, there could be limitations to the loss. And those limitations then uh, are, if you can't take the loss for whatever reason, if they're limited, we limit the loss in this year. Well, then the question is, well, can I take it in some other year? I, had to, I have this loss and the bit, I needed to have these expenses. It doesn't seem fair then. You could think of this situation. It doesn't seem fair that I have all these expenses that are greater than my income, which should be deductions. And these expenses, maybe I needed to do that. In the future, I'm going to have income. And so the IRS is going to say, well, you know, you can't take it this year, possibly if, it, if there's some type of limitation. But if you can't take it this year, then maybe you can roll it forward into future years and possibly take it in the future. That's going to be a type of roll forward. So there's been some changes there. We'll talk more about losses uh, when we, in the future when we get into just basically losses. Just note there's been some, some changes, some modifications. And then we'll get more into losses later. And note, you've all, you might have an old rule as well uh, in terms of what are the carry forwards and what are the carry backs. How many years can you carry back and carry forward? Again, we'll go into the laws for the carry forwards and the carry backs and, and the loss limitations in a future presentation. This is just an overview of some of the changes for 2018. Back to the text. Deduction for qualified business income. For tax years beginning after 2017, you may be eligible to take a deduction up to 20% of your qualified business income from your qualified trade or business plus 20% of the aggregate amount of qualified real estate investment trust, which is an REIT dividends, and qualified publicly traded partnership income. Uh, the deduction is subject to various limitations, such as limitations based on the type of your trade or business, your taxable income, the amount of W-2 wages paid with respect to the qualified trade or business, and the unadjusted basis of qualified property held by your trade or business. You will claim this deduction on Form 1040, not a Schedule C or Schedule C-EZ. Unlike other deductions, this deduction can be taken in addition to the standard or itemized deduction. So this is like a huge change. And of course, there's a lot of different variants 
into in this law so uh, big change we'll go into to some more specifics on it later but just note that we have the schedule C if you have the schedule C then possibly you could qualify for this huge deduction here and so in our example problem it's in line 9 it says qualified business income deduction you have this worksheet to figure the deduction there could be restrictions one of the major restriction of course and it's a 20 percent deduction so big deduction one of the major restrictions is going to be based is based on the type of entity that we're in so we, we need to look into the type of entity and whether or not uh, it qualifies for that so for now just note that there's that's big change for 2018. so when you compare to the prior year you won't see that deduction and note it's not on the schedule c it's over here on the face of the 1040 and obviously this is a big benefit possibly to many business owners so you can think about the irs or the lawmakers pretty much wanted to say hey i'm going to put this flat on the front page and say there's a big benefit to you right there they want you could imagine why they put it on the front they, you know they want to make it very explicit right there they put it right on the front page back to the text for more information see the instruction form 1040 pub 535 and you may want to look into that if you're uh, having questions of course about that deduction go to the iris.gov website type in uh, publication or pub 535 back to the text small business taxpayers for tax years beginning after 2017 more small business taxpayers defined later in chapter 2 may qualify to use the cash method of accounting and be exempt from capitalizing certain expenses under section 263a so there's going to be certain advantages to having the small business taxpayer note that one uh, method is to use the cash method and so the IRS there's typically restrictions to using a cash versus an accrual method and cash method is often more simplified or easier for people to use uh, so the cash method and it could have some tax benefits as well so the tax tax method is restricted in some cases we'll talk more again about some of those rules in future presentations back to the text in addition small business taxpayers may not be required to account for inventories under section 471 and not subject to the business interest expense limitation business interest expense limitation for tax years beginning after 2017 your business interest expense deduction may be limited the instruction the instructions to form 8990 limitation on business interest expense under section 163 j explains when a business interest expense deduction is limited who is required to file form 8990 and how certain businesses may elect out of the business interest expense limitation like-kind exchanges section 1031 like-kind exchanges exchange treatment applies only to exchanges of real property held uh, for use in trade or business or for investment other than real property held primarily for sale so there's been changes to the like-kind exchange and like-kind exchanges are kind of a specific type of of situation where they're where we're trading something in, in essence a bartering type of situation and the question then is well do you have to recognize the gain on on the trade how do you recognize the sale and the purchase is it a, is it a separate sale and a separate purchase or is it just basically a trade of similar things and the and the old concept behind that was that well if it's a trade of similar things then you shouldn't have to have a tax 
consequence on it because basically you're in the same situation. That's kind of the justification of saying, well, we should just basically keep the basis of the exchanged property. But then you can imagine, of course, all a bunch of different types of uh, things that can happen to try to avoid any kind of uh, gain or, or delay the gain. So there's so in the kind of bartering or change, there's there's this action. If you've heard 1031 exchange, you've probably heard it related to real estate because that's a huge change exchange that has a lot a large dollar amount and therefore it's very significant and so just be aware there's been some changes to the 1031 exchange back to the text deductions for business meal and entertainment expenses you can no longer deduct entertainment expenses you may still deduct 50 percent of your business meal expenses that are not entertainment expenses so another huge kind of difference here it's always been called you whenever you hear meals related to taxes it's basically in most people's heads that deal with taxes at all it's meals and entertainment meals and entertainment 50 percent meals and entertainment right it's going to be kind of an automatic response well now it's meals <laughs> and the entertainment has been severely restricted so it's no longer the entertainment portion so for more that's a big change so for more uh, information on that take a look at uh, chapter two and look at publication 463 Enter, uh, meals and entertainment's always been kind of a skeptical area, of course, for the IRS. And again, think of it from the IRS perspective. And well, that's yeah, a business meal at a, you know, at a, you know, something that looks fun. So anything that looks fun to the IRS, they're going to be skeptical as to whether it should be deductible. So they're, they've always been skeptical on meals and entertainment as a business expense. And so it's always been something that you want to basically look into, make sure that you're within the qualifications for meals and entertainment and now there's been some changes to it we'll discuss them a little bit more later for more information on them go to the irs website publication type in pub publication 463 meals provided by employer the 50 percent limit on deductions for food and beverage expenses also applies to food or beverage expenses included from employee income as a diminished fringe benefit so a small fringe benefit. So you could look into those rules as well. See publication 15B for more information about this limit and other information about fringe benefits. Employer credit uh, for paid family and medical leave. You may be able to claim a general business credit based on certain wages paid to a qualified employee during any, portion, any period in which that employee is a family uh, and medical leave is on family and medical leave. For more information, see Form 8994 and its instructions. Payments related to sexual harassment or abuse. You can no longer deduct any settlement or payment related to sexual harassment or abuse if the settlement or payment is subject to a non-disclosure agreement. Uh, you also can no longer deduct attorney fees related to the settlement or payment. So this looks like it's some kind of thing where they don't they don't want to uh encourage basically uh, a company that uh is 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 basically taking the perspective that they can just pay the uh, any kind of harassment fees or whatever and it's no big deal because they can just pay off whatever the legal fees are so they're trying to say well, well we'll remove the deduction it looks like this is my interpretation of the law we'll remove the deduction for these types of of things and that'll make them um more incentivized to look into these uh, sexual harassments possibly being more proactive uh, rather than just basically paying uh, the settlement fees and then benefiting from the deduction from them again that's my interpretation back to the text increase section 179 deduction 
for tax years beginning after 2017, the maximum Section 179 expense deduction is $1 million. Section 179 property also now includes tangible personal property used predominantly to furnish lodging or in connection with furnish, furnishing lodging. So 179 has to do with depreciation, and it basically means that if you buy large types of things, equipment, furniture, equipment, then you may get to deduct more of it in the year of purchase rather than depreciating it. That's going to be part of what the 179 deduction does. And so there's going to be some changes oftentimes to the allowed amounts for 179 deduction. For more information, see depreciation later in Chapter 8. Special depreciation allowance. You can take 100% of special depreciation deduction for certain qualified property with a recovery period up of 20 years or less. This deduction normally applies to machinery, equipment, computers, appliances, and furniture. For more information, see publication 946. Special uh, depreciation allowance is similar to the 179. Again, taking more of the depreciation in the year of purchase as opposed to having to depreciate it over the life of the property. Back to the text. Maximum net earnings. The maximum net self-employment uh, earnings subject to Social Security part of the self-employment tax is $128,400 for 2018. There is no maximum limit uh, on earnings subject to Medicare. So this is kind of like pay similar to payroll taxes. If you have wages over a certain amount, there's a cap on uh, having to pay the taxes for self-employment tax. So just like if you had W-2 earnings over a certain amount, you'd stop paying self-employment tax or social security at some point, 128,400, it, it seems here. Uh, and the same is going to be true because they're trying to mirror that for self-employment because it's basically the same thing. We're paying into to the social security. It's going to be capped at that level. And again, why is it capped at that level? You can get into that whole discussion as should it be capped or not capped. Uh, one of the major reasons is because uh, you're supposed to get some benefit or Social Security is thought of having some benefit at the end that you're going to get payments back because you're paying in the Social Security and you're going to get payments back at retirement. And if you go over a certain level, they don't give you any more benefit to paying more money in. So you're paying all this money in and you're not, of course, going to get any benefit at, when they start to pay the money back out. You're not going to get the so then at some point they cap. That's one justification for saying, well, it's capped at that point because there's no benefit to the to the payments coming out at that point. So again, you can argue whether there should be a benefit or not and whether the cap should go up or not. Big discussion about that. But in any case, the cap typically goes up every year. Back to the text. Standard mileage rate for 2018. The standard mileage rate for the cost of operating your car, van, pickup, or um, panel truck for each mile of business use is 54.5. We'll talk about the mileage method, what that means later. Again, the mileage method percentage or amount typically goes up each year due to uh, they're compensating at least for inflation time value of money.